0: Welcome to the Health Fix Podcast, where health junkies get their weekly fix of tips, tools, and techniques to have limitless energy, sharp minds, and fit physiques for life. Hey, health junkies, Dr. Janine Krause here. I am looking for some help from you all. And what I'm looking for is some inspiration, some inspirational stories that I can share of men and women defying aging and defying it by crossing things off their bucket list that maybe they thought they could never do. Maybe coming back from an injury, starting something new, like skiing at 40 years old. Whatever it may be, I wanna know about these stories and I wanna interview folks. Maybe it's you, maybe it's someone you know. Doesn't matter. I want to help inspire folks out there that you don't have to follow social aging norms. You can defy stuff. You can get better as you get older. You can make so much progress at any age. You can build muscle at any age. You can have a stronger heart at any age and you can crush all those things you want to do on your bucket list. Just because you're older doesn't mean you have to give up on yourself and your dreams. And this is something that I wanna share and inspire folks with. And so if you have a story or someone you know, email us at info at doctor spelled out. So dot com. Let's spread the word about how amazing life can be as you get older and all the th- cool things that you can do. All right, health junkies, I'm counting on you. Let's get some emails in and let's get some awesome stories on the podcast. Hey, health junkies, on this episode of the Health Fix Podcast, I'm interviewing Helen Mary Finlay, and she's the founder of Finlay and Green, a skincare company focused on menopausal and I would also say perimenopausal skin. Now, Helen and I talk about some amazing stuff. I think this podcast is the go-to for women wondering... Okay, how do I roll with the changes I'm starting to see in my skin with perimenopause and beyond and what can I do? Helen's expertise is amazing because she is a makeup artist to the stars. And in particular, she's done some work on folks from Parks and Rec and Modern Family and she's seen folks age right before our eyes, and all the different changes, and she's been able to use different makeup tricks and tips, and also, I mean, lighting on the set is a game changer for a lot of these folks, but she's got to know what to do to help people look amazing no matter what, and so in this podcast, we are going through all kinds of stuff. I mind her on a ton of things, and she shares her story, but also the story of, of what she's seen in different folks in the the industry of film and tv and while she can't say anybody's names you can kind of figure it out from what i mentioned so Let's introduce you to Helen Mary Finley. We're going to talk all kinds of cool things, so get your pen out on this one because she gives a ton of tips. But if you can't write things down, go over to my podcast notes at drjkrausnd.com and check it all out. Now one more thing, I've been using her moisturizer since we did our interview a couple weeks ago. And I do have to say, it is simple, it's light. It's super moisturizing, and she talks all about moisture, so you'll see what she's going with here. I like it, I'm keeping it around, I'm gonna be recommending it to my patients as well. So let's introduce you to Helen Mary Finlay. Hey health junkies, I have Helen Mary Finlay on, and we are going to be talking about skincare as we get older, and in particular, looking at the different phases. As we get older and things we should be thinking about because on this podcast I talk a lot about hormones but I don't necessarily talk about skincare changes what to be thinking about and what to be kind of doing in in that realm so of course we have expert Helen on and she is going to give us some good stuff today so Helen welcome to health fix podcast thank you thanks for having me so this whole menopause and, and perimenopause thing is a trip. Of course, uh, I always have to ask folks, when was the first time you noticed, like things are starting to slightly change a little bit? How old were you and what was the first thing you saw?
1: Um, I think it, for me, was around about 42, 43. I started to see my skin wasn't as elastic, was probably the first thing. Probably then was the first time I contemplated doing Botox and filler (laughs) and that which you know looking back now is stupid way too young but um whatever yeah you feel the pressure don't you I certainly as a woman you feel the pressure to to stay looking youthful so um but no definitely as far as my skin around about 42 43 I also noticed some dark spots brown spots too
0: Gosh, you know, you're you're right. And I even noticed on your website and, and folks will talk about finlandgreen.com here a little bit later. But on the website, you even put the phases and 42 is one that is right out there in your face. And I'm like, wow. Yeah, I really do think that at 40, 42 ish for sure. I started to be like, oh, yeah, these wrinkles are getting deeper and like I can see my smile lines. And then the acne started coming. I'm like,
1: what, oh God, yeah. what, yeah. Yeah. what in the world? <laughs> it's like a teenager all over again, right? And I think, oh God. Yeah.
0: Even as we speak right now, I have two spots going on and I thought, oh, this is appropriate for this podcast <laughs> for me to talk about it. And I'm coming off of a weekend with some uh, family and definitely celebrating for our cousin's wedding and so I'm like wow am is my system that sensitive these days or is this something brewing so I think a lot of folks probably are like okay you're the makeup expert but you're also menopause specialist in this department is it co- that common for acne to kind of pop up from eating terribly or or switching your diet or does it seem that as it starts a cycle it's more of a cycle based on hormones what would you say both a little bit of both a little bit one or the other
1: definitely the food you eat is going to have a little bit of an impact but what i've seen it's definitely hormone related
0: to be mm-hmm. honest
1: You know, just because, you know, you're certainly around about 42, you're in perimenopause, that's the average age, not everyone, it's different for everyone. But, you know, your hormones, as you know, are fluctuating up and down, and that's definitely going to be a reason why you'll break out, for sure. You know, it's a reason, it's also the reason why your skin may be looking a little bit more slack, you might be having more noticeable hyperpigmentation, so yeah, hormones, hormones have a lot to do with what happens to the skin during menopause, unfortunately.
0: Oh my gosh! Yeah, I mean, you know, we think wrinkles, and like you had mentioned with the Botox, like oh, it might be time to do Botox. I haven't. I'm not going to. I chose to like let my skin be and see kind of what unfolds, but also play with things naturally. And one of the first things folks always think about, and I heard you mention this in a previous podcast about collagen, and I've always wondered, you know, I think great for the gut because it gets to the gut, but like, how does the body know to take it from the gut to the skin and and move from there? So I think a lot of folks might be thinking like, Helen, if, if we're starting to see our skin not be as plump, not be as it's starting to thin, it's starting to, to sag a little – If collagen isn't quite the answer, and I'd love to hear your opinion on this, what what can folks be thinking about to prep their skin or even get started in that department of preventing or working on what's already happening with the the slack?
1: um, With the slack, you know, I think you could probably have, you know, collagen supplements and things. I don't think... I think they work for certain things probably work work for your joints your heart and, and things like that. I don't think they make ter- a terrible difference to the skin to be honest. From what I've seen maybe they're just the um the supplements collagen supplements I've been um trying but uh no you know an SPF is probably your um your biggest asset and always use an SPF. I was really bad in my youth so I'm basically yeah, suffering for those consequences. And certainly, you know, areas where you're now going to give a, have a lot more hyperpigmentation and brown spots are generally those areas you had a lot of sun damage on previously. So, an SPF is your best friend. Hydration, um, you know, everyone's telling you to drink water. I think I've heard that before. But, you know, <laughs> um, when we were younger, we were 60 to 70% water, right? But now, menopause, you drop to 50, 55. So, it's a significant drop and obviously if you're hydrated your skin's going to look more plumper so there are those ways to do and obviously also using a skincare regimen that really supports that that has ingredients like hyaluronic acid squalene those things are really going to boost the moisture content in your skin which will then make it look plumper firmer more elastic too so yeah they're the kinds of things you can do to help your skin look a little less slack but, uh, but like you, you know, um I tried the Botox, well, you didn't try the Botox, but I tried the Botox and the filler, and it just wasn't me either. So I've definitely gone down the natural route now, which is why I do everything clean. um And I haven't even airbrushed my photographs, um because I just want to be authentic, you know. There's too much anti-aging and aging, it should just be aging. And so I'm (laughs) I'm trying to be authentic. So uh yeah, no. So good for you for doing it too.
0: Yeah, you know, I mean the whole aging thing and and the anti-aging thing, it's like, you know what, I want to look my age. I don't want to look artificial, you know, because when you've seen someone who's had a lot of work done, I mean you do kind of look at them and go, whoa, okay, you know whoever wants to do whatever, I'm all for it. But the but the idea, you know, we all have a choice. But the the thought process is, you know, if you want to let yourself to to look your age, okay, great. How can we look our age but still look amazing? I think that's the thing, you know, the difference between like letting yourself go or maintaining what you have and working with what you have and finding that common ground with Mm -hmm. your skin and body. And one of the fabulous things that that I noticed just looking through your skincare line and things of that nature is that it's tailored to us older folks. We're not trying to weed through, is this, you know, the, let's put it this way, is this this the older ladies (laughs) department of of the cream? Is this going to help me with what my needs are? It it takes the guesswork away. And I think for a lot of people, you know, yes, we could see an esthetician and hear all the different suggestions, but it's nice to have a line that we know is tailored for us.
1: Yeah, and I think that's what you see when I, so it was during COVID, I ended up having a hysterectomy. So up until that time, I didn't realize all the different um, things that can happen to you due to... You know going into menopause so i had no idea that your skin changed or your hair changed or you know i would get insomnia or anxiety or and all those things but um so when i had the hysterectomy uh, my skin changed overnight my hair got frizzy my nails got brittle and whatnot so i realized well, i quickly found that my favorites usual go-to's just weren't cutting the mustard anymore And I went out, well, it's hard to go out. I was doing everything online to try and find new products. And I never found one, you know, that really addressed my, what I felt were pretty unique symptoms, but I realized they weren't unique to me in the end, you know, all women (laughs) going through this or that. So then when I realized I wasn't unique, that's when I thought, you know, I'm going to create my own skincare line that is very much tailored to those issues, you know, brought on by menopause. Um, Because... I, I don't really believe in anti-aging skincare. It's just skincare and 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 a lot of those anti-aging products, they're not addressing menopause symptoms, you know. And uh so that's the difference too. Yeah.
0: I think that's vitally important to mention that they're not addressing the menopause symptoms because so many folks, you know, they've gone to an esthetician for years and right. and they hear about and my esthetician lover to death too, but she's also like, Hey, there's this new anti-aging cream, you know, or, Hey, this, there's new miracle thing. And we're like, and I'm always, my first question and, and this would be my question to you too, is my first question is, okay, what is it going to do for me? You know, and, and what, how does that tie back to my specific needs? So, you know, one of the big things you had mentioned, like, okay, you had a hysterectomy, your skin changed overnight. Tell us a little bit about what you exactly noticed, because I think a lot of women, you're mentioning the nails, and this is a question I get often is like, is it a mineral or vitamin deficiency or is it estrogen change, things of that nature? So give us a little scoop about what you experienced, what you started to see and how you tied it to certain hormone shifts. So folks know kind of where, where we're working with here.
1: Well, you know, you're right. You know, you can get, you know, there's little divots in your nails and different things because of vitamin deficiency. That's true. And that can happen in a certain period of your life. But we're talking about that period when it's, you're in menopause, you're in perimenopause, those years leading up when, as you know, a lot of your symptoms occur during perimenopause because menopause itself is just one day, right? (laughs) The anniversary (laughs) of the year. Uh, So (laughs) really, when we talk about menopause, we talk about... The whole phase, all four phases really, right? The the pre, the peri, the menopause and the post. So most of the symptoms are peri and post, but um, taking it back to the skin, um, it was really, I think it, it was really, I, I guess for me, I had the hysterectomy. So that was the clear mm-hmm. warning, right? But other people may not have a hysterectomy. So it's really looking out for the signs and knowing yeah. what the signs are. Um, But that's menopause as a whole, right? A lot of women don't know that, you know, you may get anxiety, insomnia, you know, um, you may get achy joints and muscles, dry eyes, dry mouth, That all these things can be menopause related. So I think, you know, it is important that women understand what the symptoms are. And so, you know, that's another thing I I, I want to tell people what they are and wider thing of menopause, but very spin, skin specific too. So yeah, I guess it's just the phase you're in. The other thing is, you know, it, generally if you're around about forty-seven, you're probably most definitely in perimenopause. So some of those symptoms are more likely to be
0: to be menopause,
1: but always get it checked out. You know, I would never say start on a course of action without checking with your doctor first.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, you know, I think, I think it's more, and the reason I love bringing folks on like yourself to the podcast is because we can set that awareness and, and also honestly, in the long run save women a lot of grief and money because some skincare regimen protocols can get having owned a spa myself, they, they get incredibly, you know, we got tw- 10 steps and, and how much of it is really doing something, you know, and and I think for a lot of women looking at, okay, what's going to get me my most bang for my buck, based on these symptoms I'm experiencing, but also a lot of folks are looking at, you know, my eyes, so let, let's just go this way, like my eyes, right, like, what's going to be the best eye cream situation because it seems like everybody comes up with their magical eye cream comes up with this comes up with that and yes our eyes change because it's a sign of something internally going on too but let's let's talk a little bit about your your eye cream that you've got here and coming soon and and talk a little bit about that because that that was one of like when I put the survey out to folks hey what do you want to learn about with this eye cream was one that came out big time yeah and it was like (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, when when we tested our products, the eye cream was yeah that went yeah that was the really popular one. So for me, when I went to menopause, um, I I had never had dark circles under my eyes before, but they came and never went away. So yeah, so for us, um, niacinamide is a fantastic product. Brightening, um, lightening—you um, know, helping with uh, redness and irritation. Um, your skin obviously is a lot thinner there. You need something soothing, so that is a great ingredient. To again, hyaluronic acid, ceramides, peptides. But it's really, you know, again, because your skin is thinner, you want someone something that's going to help with the, you know, your the skin's resilience. So that's another reason why ceramides are great. Peptides too. Um, But yeah, you really want to hydrate that area. So yeah, good quality, highly active ingredients. Um, Yeah. So definitely hyaluronic acid, I would look out for peptides. um, Vitamin C is great in an eye cream too. Um, So yeah, yeah, definitely. And that's, we have all of those in our eye cream. So so yeah, yeah. But um, if you're looking for a cream, that's what you should be looking for
0: got it got it and there's been a lot of debate about vitamin c and a mm-hmm. lot of folks you know L-ascorbic versus you know ascorbic because I, like what what is your take i know i i obviously seeing your ingredients that's that's one thing but i i want to hear your take on on why the the c that you're using you use just so folks can hear like the the thought process behind this because there's so many different like if you listen to Certain companies out there, it is like L-ascorbic or die, um, you know. Or there's other processes there. And, and give me, give me the scoop because I do truly feel like vitamin C is something that I've seen make a huge difference in my skin and you know as as a whole. So so give us a scoop on on your vitamin C thoughts.
1: Um, you know, you want a vitamin C that can penetrate your skin. You want something that's going to be going to be able to absorb, got to have a high quality. So, I mean, that's really my scoop on it. Um, We used a great lab um, who sourced the top ingredients that we could find both, you know, uh, here in the United States and in Europe. So for me, for me, it's a lot about quality, but uh, so that's, that's the route we went
0: down. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. So looking at the overall let's let's say companion, maybe I don't know trajectory of skin you've Definitely. seen a lot going on with being in the makeup industry you've seen celebrities you've worked with multiple folks Ooh. of course this was a big question that folks brought up to me like I want to know what so-and-so is doing and of course we can't go there guys but what we can do is talk about looking at skin over the the course of time. And you've worked on different shows. We will mention the shows at least because that way folks can kind of get an idea like Parks and Rec and Modern yeah. Family in particular. There are certain folks, folks ask me like, hmm, <clears throat> what's up with their skin? So, you know, we think celebrities have the most amazing skin. Maybe they were born with amazing skin. Right. Are they dealing with the same things we are? I, I need confirmation. <laughs>
1: Absolutely absolutely <laughs> They have the acne, they have the same things. yeah when you they walk in the trailer in the morning and it's 4 30 a.m yeah, they just look like we do, you know so yeah my you know makeup makeup transforms everyone, you know and so yeah, they're real people same same anxieties uh, as we do and certainly for you know women as we age in front of the camera, cameras get a lot more sophisticated. Uh, you know, and then you get blown up in big screens, not just in the movie theaters, but in people's homes. So, yeah, it can be quite um, a scary time for for women as they
0: as they're aging, for sure, in the business. And so, looking into that, you know, with makeup. I always Mm -hmm. tend to go, okay, so obviously we have the skincare side of things, then we have the makeup side of things. And in terms of women and aging skin and makeup, where, where are the areas that you're finding to be the most, let's say, worked with? um on your end is it the eyes like you said is it the hyperpigmentation is it like trying to fill in wrinkles like what what happens on to make someone look younger or you know what what happens in this case I'm I'm curious as how, how you how it works
1: well you know makeup plays a big part but lighting plays a big part too right mm. they're individually lit for the most part whereas we we are mortals, we don't walk around with the camera, you know, with a camera and you know, lighting around us and stuff like that. So um yeah, so lighting helps big time. Um, but makeup, yeah, you you again hydration is huge to get you through the day of filming. And so skin looks alive and bright. You've got to have great skincare. So we'll hydrate after lunchtime. They'll come back in the trailer. We have our after lunch touch-ups. And again, we'll probably hydrate the skin too, certainly when a woman woman is in her late forties, fifties and and beyond. Um, Concealer, you know, is your friend, certainly under eyes. um, That is a, a product that Again, I never used concealer prior to having my hysterectomy and my skin changed. But now, yeah, it's probably the number one product I use. Um, eyes get a little bit more hooded, you know, certainly mm-hmm. for me. Um, so eyes tend to be trickier to do as you get older, certainly with the eyeliner and everything. It's maybe not as easy to get that nice cat eye that we, we did when we were younger and that. So they tend to be the more challenging areas. but um, But, you know everyone's beautiful right you know and um there's a there's a beauty in anyone so um sometimes you don't need makeup sometimes you know the prettiest person is the one that doesn't have any makeup
0: on so yeah I I have never worn much in terms of makeup I've taken like different you know at the beauty counter the classes where they teach you how to do the things and and I usually am just like I can't so but, yeah like sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> no no no, I was just saying pardon me for my my makeup um yeah. not non specific knowledge. But you know, I agree with you. You know, we we do tend to to gravitate towards the makeup sometimes when we're getting older and I, and I think for a lot of women I've heard women say like, "Oh, I need to wear makeup now." Because before I didn't have to, now I do because and and a lot is of course like you had mentioned the eyes and, and concealer. And and for a lot of us it's going Uh, like me I'm going okay how can I help to not have to use those types of things like the the eye creams and and things of that nature like of course preventative wise but not what am I trying to say I don't even know where I'm going with this I guess basically what I'm saying is like help what can we do makeup wise or even um preventative wise is it using the eye creams daily is that the idea or like you were saying where you help the 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 actors they've got like the touch-ups like is that a thing for women should we be thinking about that as we get older little touch-ups like give us the scoop on like day in the life of a menopausal woman who might be hot flashing and like you know sweating right what do we do about that foundation out the window what give it give us yeah well for me as I've gotten older Less has
1: been more, to be honest. Uh-huh. I, I actually wear less makeup now than I did when I was younger because I find that, you know, eyeliners and things like that, I don't know, they they, they just don't look as good on me anymore. So I, I've kind of gone with the more fresh-faced look. I wear a tinted um, sunscreen on top of my moisturizer, a little bit of concealer, um, mascara, um, and, and blush. That's my thing and even when i go out i don't actually put i might put a little bit of bronzer on but that's it but i'm pretty fresh faced to be honest again i think it's all about feeling good in your skin you know Mm -hmm. so what you have to do to make you feel good um but skincare is just the key for everything i i believe you know just having a really good moisturizer if you don't do anything else have a great moisturizer use an spf and drink plenty of water um but uh, you know, if you are you know someone who likes to wear makeup, um, again, like I just said, water SPF, a good uh, moisturizer, and an eye cream. Um, but I would go for products that have a little bit of a. Um, a dewy complexion. I, w- um, I wouldn't I would go for anything this matte because matte's just going to highlight things. So I would try, I like cream blushes if you're going to use a blusher. Um, I like those kinds of things. I like uh, cream eyeshadows too. You know, Bobbi Brown has one in a, like a little like a uh, pen, like a chubby stick. You can put those on your eyelids and use your finger to blend. So yeah, I always go with simple. You know, I prefer simple. Um, so <laughs> I cleaner and healthier. If you can go for those brands that are cleaner, and healthier, I think that's always a good thing to do too.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, like I mean, how you're mentioning certain things and, and less is more, I think I think that's huge. And and obviously if you take care of your skin more, you're going to need less to, yeah. you know, to, to cover up things as well. And and obviously I can see where you're going here with having the the company Finlay and Green because it, it helps you know it really it really does help to have the foundation going here of what your skin kind of like skin food if right. if you will so yeah. tell us a little bit about your processing of the products and and the packaging because that what I noticed and this is something that is a big kind of let's put it this way, pet peeve of mine, we'll have these companies, they'll create green products, but then the packaging and the transportation, you know, everything. It seems like you've thought of every single step along the way, because obviously you've probably also seen the side effects of hormone disruptors and how that also impacts the skin as well.
1: Yeah, I mean, definitely. Well, as the, as we know, there's green washing, but there's also clean washing. There are those brands that say they're clean. And really, to me, they're, it's basic, you know, legally you're not allowed to have parabens and phthalates and sulfates and things like that. So to say you're clean when you're just basically meeting the basic, you know, parameters. So for us to be, it was really important to be clean. You know, I didn't want any hormones, hormone disruptors in there. So there's no soy, there's no phytoestrogens or anything like that. You know, f- Though for those women who are maybe going through chemotherapy or cancers or anything, you don't want any of those ingredients in your product. So being clean. We tried at the beginning to go completely um, to, to not use any synthetic ingredients. But unfortunately, we couldn't do that. We needed to have a preservative. Legally, you have to have a preservative. And unfortunately, that's a synthetic. But again, in my research, I thought synthetics were all bad. Not all synthetics are bad, you know. So, um, but yeah, we, we are... We are particularly clean. clean. We're, there's a store here in LA on the West Coast. I'm not quite sure if they're on the East Coast. Called Credo, no. and me, right? And to me, they're the Whole Foods of skincare. So you have to meet a very high standard to get there. So although we're not in Credo, we follow the Credo standards, you know, to um to and we exceeded those standards too. Um, but um, there's also uh, an app, a website called Yucca. I think it's spelled yeah. white, yeah. And that's a great thing. And if you were to scan our ingredients, we come up, we've got excellent score on, on, on that. So it was it was those. But going back to sustainability too, um, packaging, there's so much waste. I mean, there's, I think there's, a I think it's like $13 billion, I think for, you know, for, for, I think, skincare, I think, yeah, 13 billion tons, I think, globally or something we kind of put out there into into the, the, onto the planet. So we definitely wanted to do our part to cut back on all that wastage. So we um, have used recycled plastic, so post-consumer recycled material for our jars. And eventually, um, it's, we're going to have, well, right now, our, our jar has a pod. The pod can't come out right now but in a few months time as we as we get bigger that pod will come out and you can buy refills um so we're looking at ways as we continue to grow to to be sustainable and to be greener and cleaner but as a startup it's really hard to be all of those things and get a product out there that's affordable so
0: oh that makes sense that makes sense and i'm I'm incredibly, you know, I get it. Like, I'm, I'm incredibly fascinated that one, you're you're exceeding Credo Beauty. So you guys, I talk about it a lot, credobeauty.com, great website. That's where I kind of refer to when folks are like, where do I go to find things that are clean? There you go. And Yucca, App, Y-U-K-A, that one if you're, if you're exceeding their standards, then by, by all means, you know, this is, this is solid, you've done your homework and, you know, we can't be perfect. And, and that's another thing that I think that a lot of people need to understand. And, and also the synthetics that sometimes that is, you know, the better option. And, and that's just where we have to be in, in this realm. And, and, really at the at the bottom line here is product right and and getting results right and and that's where you know you've got a ton of reviews i saw there on the website about how things are are going and i mean just looking at your skin it looks amazing and and love it there now so i guess my next question that a lot of folks are probably going to be wondering about like okay so how long does it take to get into your regimen and and let's let's talk about the regimen here with the eyes the cleanser you know and the moisturizer. there how does it work how do you you know what is your what's your insider tips and how long does it take to see results like when what's a before and after like a reasonable time between that
1: Um for me I believe in less is more so I don't want to have a kind of a 10 step skin regimen yeah. so again with Finley and Green the 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 big thought process behind that is to make every ingredient multi-purpose so and each ingredient pretty much all the uh, non-ingredient each product you can use together so right now we have a uh our moisturizer but our moisturizer is a day cream night cream and can be a five minute mask too so that one product can be three different things Um, now, and then we'll be coming out next year with these drops. These drops are like serums, but you can add them to your moisturizer. There'll be a a hydrating booster drop that you could put to your moisturizer to, if you want a little bit more hydration, there's a clarity drop. So you can either put them on your face or you can add them to your, your moisturizer. So we just, you know, because you don't have that much time during your day. I like a five minute routine, anything longer than that. I'm never gonna stick with. So I wash my face in the shower with a nice gel, cream gel uh, cleanser, which is mine. Again, that'll come out in in, uh, in December. Um, So I use a cleanser. Um, Then I moisturize my face, but it's really key to moisturize your face within 60 seconds of getting out of that shower because that you've still got a slightly damp skin, not really wet skin, but slightly damp skin. And if you have a product with hyaluronic acid, that hyaluronic acid is gonna draw that that moisture on the surface of skin into your skin too. So that's another kind of tip. Um, And um, yeah, putting your moisturiser skincare in your steamy bathroom is a great environment too, is helping lock in extra moisture. So I do my cleanser, my moisturiser and my eye cream. any more than that, I'm never going to sustain that regimen. You know, it's, it's just not. It's too many steps. So yeah, that that's me.
0: <laughs> me, I mean me either. That's what I found about it. You know, I am somewhat. Folks wouldn't imagine this because I don't wear makeup very much, but I am a skincare junkie and have been for a long time. And I, I will try different products, go through different things. And, you know, my esthetician always, you know, has me intrigued about certain things. But what one thing we always talk about is, and as I mentioned before, the 10 step, 12 step process, I'm not doing it. I'm just not. And so having the quick, you know, boom, 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 three things and multi-purpose, very, very nice to to be able to think about that. So I'm thinking the mask.
1: How
0: how would we use the, the moisturizer correct with like as a mask did i did i remember that correctly okay
1: yeah um so i i like to do that in the evening so i'll wash my face i cleanse my face then i'll put the the cream on and i i literally layer on a little bit heavier so you still see the the cream hasn't absorbed you still see it's white cream so you still see the whiteness of the cream on your face and i i I put it pretty much an even area certainly in those drier spots um, I and I'm always drier here on the cheekbone kind of thing um and I leave it on for five minutes and then after five minutes I will take most of it off and I'll just and then to leave enough that will just absorb into your skin so I take most of it off but leaving a slight film on my skin and then I go to bed and yeah and in the morning when I wash my face you know you you feel that that the residue of the mask still on, but it doesn't block the pores. So that was the other thing because women have hormonal acne. We didn't want any yeah. ingredients in there that was going to block pores.
0: So yeah, that's huge. What about using like neck, chest, also for the moisturizer? Same same thing. Can you yeah. use it anywhere because you put it your all over the body.
1: Yeah, you can lather all over your body if you wanted to. But yeah, definitely take it down your neck. And this is one thing I I learned too that um you know, if you, if you miss your neck, if you, if you just do your, your face and miss your neck, then your neck's going to basically, the skin in your neck is going to absorb that moisture from your face. So really, you know, so then you end up with two parched areas. So definitely always um, moisturize your face and your neck for sure.
0: That's interesting. Cause I mean, I think about the lymphatics quite a bit in the neck Mm -hmm. and how they're kind of bogged down, but if the moisture goes here, gravity goes down okay so if we moisture everywhere we can keep things from not oh
1: well, yeah i mean our, our moisture actually will absorb it absorbs really quickly so it, it won't go down it's just that your skin here is just going to kind of try to absorb all that moisture from your face you know just to, in, internally so um but yeah definitely definitely um and obviously down your chest to your decolletage mm-hmm. really important
0: yeah That's huge. I think a lot of women will forget about that area. And, you know, looking at the three-step process now, I'm like, that's not so bad to just add in a little bit down below, call it good. What about, you know, what about the eyes? Again, I want to go back to those and some tips in terms of eye cream and and things of that nature, because it is no doubt the number one thing women all say things to me like, man, I just, in every morning, I just look so tired or I just look so worn down what can I do to, to prevent this from happening? And, and so not only do I want to hear about the eye cream, but I want to hear about what tips do you give to clients and folks who are doing makeup on when they come in in the morning? Like, how can we keep your like eyes looking most amazing in the morning and not all puffed up and, or not all dark? What kind of other lifestyle things can we do? So I
1: would use your caffeine. Sure, which is easier said than done. I love my coffee, and I'm definitely gonna have a coffee first thing in the morning. But um, yeah, try and reduce your caffeine. Hydrate; hydration is the key. Um, what we do in the morning, you know, as I said, you, we're we we're, we're getting into the trailer 4 a.m. in the morning, 4:30, and no one looks good at that time of day. <laughs> and um, I'm I'mass, you know, those little silicon little. Yeah. Uh, You know, it doesn't have to be silicon. Putting two uh, teaspoons in the refrigerator is a really cheap, easy way to do. So you get the cold teaspoons in the morning and you just put it on your eyes. I mean, that's probably the cheapest, quickest thing to do and it's highly effective. Um, And then moisturize, yeah. Moisturize, And and throughout the day, if you want to, put a little bit more moisture there. Um, You can get Evian in a can. You know, and you can spritz your face, but it doesn't have to be and You can get a little spritz bottle with some, you know, uh, filtered water. Leave it in the fridge and and spritz your face. And again, if you have products with hyaluronic acid, you know that it's only going to love that moisture you'll spray on, and your face will plump up a little bit more.
0: Yeah. So one of the things I wonder, so there's hyaluronic acid that you can buy in bulk in bottles. Yeah. Like, does that work the same if someone was to to add like a little bit during the day and then a spritz with that does that do the same or do you need more the the agents that you have in creams to kind of help get it across
1: I think so I think so but you know it's probably worth the try but um it was cheap enough but no I think you need I think you need the whole package unfortunately (laughs)
0: <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. It's something that I figured someone might ask me and it just popped in my head. Now, here's another thing, you know, obviously, you are getting in with with a bunch of folks at 430 in the morning to get ready. And like you said, no one looks amazing at 430 in the morning. Yeah. Do you have like a, a like list? For, for folks, like, this is what you want to do to come in and be ready to, like, have your best skin and your best makeup? Or is it individual? You kind of know who has what going on? Like, do you do, you do intakes before with, with the celebrities to know, like, what's their stuff?
1: Yeah, it is funny to say that. Yeah, before I start a show, and certainly when I'm department heading a show, I will, um, you know, when the the casting's been done and you know who the actors are, um, generally they're going to come in for a wardrobe fitting before we start shooting. So that's my time. I love call them beforehand and say, hey, would you want to meet at the wardrobe fitting, have a conversation, and uh, I can get a feel of the products they like, the routine that they like to follow. Um, Most actors like us, We have our favorite go-tos, you know, and um, hard to sway one way or the other. Um, But yeah, so there's there's that routine. Certainly what will happen is um, obviously we have hair and makeup, we'll share a trailer. So hair is on one end. Sometimes the actresses will go to hair first so we can put the eye pads on underneath to help kind of liven them up a little bit while they're getting their hair done. Um, You know, the average person, won't won't have that. T- Sometimes it takes two hours to get a woman ready in the morning. So you know, I prefer five minutes for me. So you know, it's it's not realistic for for people. So they have a lot of attention. Um, but yeah, there's there's a routine. Um, generally it's iPads. But you know, the guys like special treatment too. You know, uh, <laughs> there's a a Kiel's, uh facial fuel eye balm stick, and I always keep that in the refrigerator. Um and so the guys when they come in they'll get that on. And but by the way, that's a great trick for, for women too. You know, you can keep your eye creams in the refrigerator so they're nice and cool too, which is another trick to put on um that helps you in the morning as well. So
0: nice. Oh my gosh. I'm I can imagine we can mine you for tips for like hours. I think you know, for folks. There's always that curiosity, you know, what are the celebrities doing? Because, you know, we see it in the tablets. We see the different things at the grocery store, you know, so-and-so's doing this for their makeup regimen, so-and-so's doing this. But I think ultimately it's like, how do we apply this in in real life? And how can we take what you've learned in the the, the TV and film industry and and apply it to ladies who are going through menopause? And so one of the big things I was thinking about is like, okay, we've got a three-step regimen that you have here. We have tried to limit the caffeine, working on things in the morning. What kind of things could someone be looking at as a whole, perimenopausal, menopausal, and beyond? What are the things that we like need to be thinking about for keeping our hormones in track? Kind of giving like a lifestyle breakdown. What what do you advise folks as and I know that's a huge can of worms I just opened up, but think of like your top things, like what do you advise for hormone balance and, and having your skin looking fresh and, and amazing every day? What are your top go-tos?
1: So, um, well, if we talk about menopause, you know, as a whole, not just skin, I think it's really important to learn about menopause. I think it's Mm -hmm. really, you know, there's some great resources. There's that website, nonprofit called Let's Talk Menopause. That's Mm -hmm. a great resource. The North American Association for Menopause is, is great. NAMS, I think it's called. Um, It's great. So definitely do your research, find out what the symptoms could be. So, because being forearmed is forewarned, that's a big thing. Eating a healthy diet is something like the Mediterranean diet, something like that, a real balanced diet is great for your skin, your hair, and your nails, as well as for your overall well being. Staying hydrated, as I said, is key. Getting enough exercise. Um, which is not only good for your mental health, but your overall well-being. And I think when you exercise, it actually helps your skin, too. You know, you've got that nice flush to your skin. Um, You know, you sweat out a lot of those toxins, too. So it's really good for your skin as well. Getting sleep. Sleep is so important, but easier said than done if you've got insomnia or those, you know, night sweats or whatever. But sleep, again, Great for your overall health, but good for your skin. Uh, You really need, um, also great for your, you know, managing brain fog too. Um, What else is good? Um, Gosh, there's so many different things you you can do. I said exercise, Um, talking to your friends, you know, really trying to create your own support network too and if you're talking to your friends your friends you'll you'll realize your friends are going through it as well they they might be a little bit further ahead than you so they might have a doctor that they like they can recommend that that's hugely important too as well and they might give you some tips of what you know what they've experienced with their skin as well and what makeup they like to use you know now because like I said I can't use matte things anymore I prefer the more like um cream-based stuff because my skin is drier um but things like that yeah
0: oh let's talk about makeup for a second thanks for sharing those i i love to hear from everybody you know what what they're thinking when it comes to managing menopause and and i don't even know if i like the word managing i mean it's just like insider tips to thrive you know in in this realm so makeup you mentioned bobby brown some of the creamer cream stuff. I love using different cream ones too. When I do actually put on makeup and actually I do have Bobby Brown products because of the, the cream ability, what you had mentioned credo beauty, but what other, you know, brands do you tend to, to like to use? What kind of ones um, are most functional for, for needs as, as our skin dries out or it changes with hormone shifts?
1: Yeah. So yeah, as I said, I, I kind of gravitate to the more creams. Um, you don't have to go for expensive brands. Burt's Bees is fantastic. I love that line. And if you go to CVS or whatever, you can generally buy one, get the other one free or something. But they have this great stick and it's got, I think it's got argan oil in it, uh, but it's a blusher stick and you can put it on and they have like a bronzer one. It's nice sheer, but a tint of color, it's quick, easy to put on. You put it on. If you've got it, if you like using brushes, you can just like swirl your brush in your face or you can use your fingers. Um, what else? Yeah. Again, a lot of drugstore makeup's great these days. So if you don't want to spend the money or don't have the money, um, that's great. But if you, if you, if you do, um, well Bobby Brown obviously she's, not, she's no longer with Bobby Brown she now yep. has James Road <laughs> um and she has those great um what they call the magic something that it's those bombs it's a miracle balm magic balm or something i don't know <laughs> I, remember. I just see it on instagram all the time and I, I you know i'm a sucker for these things i always buy them and try them but there's a couple of colors of hers that i like you know again the nice and sheer um what else and then on the higher end um Tom Ford has some great cream eyeshadows. Um, but yeah, I, I do a mix, you know. I I have um a Clinique mascara, I have a drugstore eyeliner, I have Burt's Bees cheeks, um, I think I use a Clinique chubby stick, I think it's in Fig for my lips. Cause again, I don't I don't like lipstick. I've never liked the feel of lipstick on my skin. So if I'm gonna put color on, which is rare. Um, it will be like the Clinique little chubby stick, which is kind of a sheer tint, but again, Burt's Breeze is a great one too. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Less is more for me, unfortunately. So yeah, I could tell you why I use on the actors, which is, you know, um, so, uh, Armani, they love the Armani foundation. They love that. Um, What else do we use on them? Oh, gosh, is everything and anything, to be perfectly honest. Trish McAvoy is a great hit when it comes to mascaras. Um, Whatever. Senna for eyebrows. Um, What else? Tom Ford again when it comes to contour. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, you know, if you have to pay for that stuff yourself, you're going to be pretty broke (laughs) by the end of the month because, yeah, it it all adds up.
0: Oh my gosh! Yeah, I mean, and I think just you know, inquiring minds want to know curiosity, you know, about the brands that that the stars use, but also you know, I mean, Burt's Bees definitely cost effective, definitely something that we can all get behind and 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 try out. I think the most important thing is just really understanding and and getting, like you said, the education, understanding more about your skin and knowing you know what your needs are, what things can be most important to focus on and kind of like you were saying the concealer the eyes you know not as much the matte matte foundations anymore kind of shifting out of that and and really rolling with it poor clogging I think is something that a lot of folks debate on they're going you know what what do we find that's non for clogging and and you had mentioned that your products are really great in that department. What about in terms of if someone did want to use a little bit of foundation, wanted to use something of that nature, what would you advise for non-poor clogging regimens?
1: Um first see that 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 ends up being kind of personal because sure. you know some people can't use certain products or whatever. Um but yeah, unfortunately that's a bit of a hit and miss. Again, less is more, to be honest, if you can get away with just wearing, um, you know, a moisturizer, maybe a tinted sunscreen is great. That will be, again, a lot of people are frightened of sunscreens because they think they clog the pores. But modern day sunscreens generally don't. And there's a great one called Elta MD. And um, she has one, she has a clear one. Well, she has a bunch of them, but the ones I like is, is, is it clear? and a tinted and the tinted is great. So yeah, um, yeah, it's, it's hard. And unfortunately when it comes to foundations, it's pretty hitting me. You, you gotta try a few out, you yeah, know, unfortunately. But you know, going back to the other big tip is, you know, I lost, my eyebrows have got a lot thinner during menopause. Yeah and stuff. So one, one thing to do is I think I probably spend more time doing my eyebrows now than I ever do. You know, I never used to kind of put a pencil through them. Now I will occasionally, you know, if I'm going out. So that's the other tip I would say. Yeah. Okay.
0: Gosh, I, I can imagine there's so many things. I know I've mentioned it before. There's just, there's a lot that happens and and the eyebrow thinning, definitely the kind of thyroid decreasing effect that a lot of folks will see on the edge of the eyebrows. You know another big one is the chin hair and hair growth yeah, kind of yeah. change. What what's one thing that you can can say about that is there anything that you've done, you know either makeup or or skincare wise that is a game changer there that can help offset that?
1: I I haven't I do have a lot of that peach fuzz but I've just gone with it to be perfectly honest cuz I I don't want to get into that whole thing of having to, you know, do that shaving. Uh, I didn't want, I don't want my face to feel a bit stubbly or anything like that either. I know you can, you know, do electrolysis and stuff, but I, I've just stayed away from that. Um, mm-hmm. I do get the odd little whisker and that. <laughs> I finally see it in the mirror and I think, oh my God, how did I not miss that? Because, you know, it's like two inches long by the time I see it or whatever. Um, but whatever, yeah. And unfortunately, I, I don't do much for that. And Yeah.
0: Sure. Sure. And I'm guessing, you know, when you're working with celebrities and and their skin and if they do have overgrowth of hair, maybe they're the their estheticians doing a little dermaplaning or something in that case, yeah. you know, to kind of. Yeah.
1: They'll all be doing that. And too, because for them, you know, you again, it's lighting and lighting is going to pick up that facial hair. So they're okay. going to want to do that. But for the everyday pe- person, you know, unless it's particularly bad, I don't
0: think you should worry about it. Fair enough. Fair enough. One last thing that I wanted to talk about—that's kind of common as we we get older—is dry eyes and yeah. eye kind of irritation that'll happen. And so, a lot of women I hear they'll be like, "I don't want to put anything around my eyes. I don't, you know, my mascara now always burns." What are some, what are some things that you found to be helpful, or or just a little bit of a highlight there in terms of what women can do to help in that department?
1: Um, so I I keep um eye wetting drops. You know, that's one thing I use because I get dry eye quite a lot. So I do that. I, at one, for the longest time when I did my eyeliner, I always used to do it, you know, on the inside rim. I don't do any of that now because that will definitely irritate my eyes. I try to keep as much stuff away from my eyes as possible. And even when I'm putting my, uh, you know, my eye cream on, I don't take it right up to the edge anymore like I, I used to. Um. Uh, and the other thing, I—that was another reason why I go with with uh, the cream eyeshadows, because I was finding with the powder ones sometimes the little powder flecks were getting into my eye, and that was that was the thing too. So I guess I've changed my products that I use. So cream is one of them. Uh, cream eyeshadows. I don't take my eye cream right up to the rim, close close to the rim as I used to, um, and the mascara too. Again, if you get particularly dry eyes, that Trish McAvoy mascara is great because it comes off in little tubes. So you just wash your face with water and it'll come off in tubes. And what's great is like some moisturizer kind of start to break up and fleck during the day. And sometimes those little black bits will get in your eyes. So maybe try the Trish McAvoy if if you're particularly sensitive to dry eye. Yeah. And you want to wear a mascara. Yeah, that
0: makes sense. That makes sense. Thank you for sharing that because it is something that I was like, wow, I got I better talk about that. And then the last and okay, maybe there's one more It is talking about the the hot flashes and how do we keep our ourselves looking fresh, despite having hot flashes getting some sweats on the face? What what is your kind of go to thing for folks during the day? What should they have on hand to kind of help in that department?
1: Well, for me, like you've seen, <laughs> I'm 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 permanently dampening it down. Um, so again, you don't want to want a moisturizer or a screen that has a lot of water soluble ingredients in it because once you start to perspire, it's all going to start running down your face. And if you do have makeup on, it's not going to be pretty. So that was one thing I uh, I was really conscious of when I was developing my my line was to make sure that it does have somewhat of a primer. Um quality to it so that you know when you do perspire it's it's you're not going to feel your moisturizer kind of basically coming down your face or, or, or your makeup so you maybe if you know if you're not going to use our product i would maybe consider a primer if you if you were going to wear makeup um but to be honest it's it's hard getting around those hot flashes i i do hormone replacement therapy which i know is not for everybody um it's, um you know, a bit co- contentious in in some circles. But for me, it's been a game changer and it has helped manage my my hot flashes. Um, but as far as as far as makeup yeah, tr- maybe try a primer, uh, maybe try our moisturizer that has a primer quality to it. And, uh, you know, drink plenty of fluids. Keep saying that. I guess I'm a broken record with that clothing. That's the other thing is I try to wear layers. Which helps me as well. So when I'm getting hot, I can take a couple of layers off, um, which 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 helps. Yeah,
0: absolutely, absolutely. Yes, there's nothing worse than feeling like your face is melting um, as you're going through the day. It's 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 a hard thing to to deal with, and I think for a lot of women, that is one of the tougher things to to manage and try to figure out, like how do I find this right balance? So it's great to hear using your moisturizer will help to prevent that, like face melting phenomenon Mm -hmm. that will happen over time gosh we've talked about so many different things and and like i said i probably we could talk hours and hours about all the different little tips and tricks but i think this is great for folks to get started and really understand more about you know your your line and and really getting an insider look into okay what can we do to help you know roll with the changes that are happening and then also adjust our makeup and our, our skincare regimen as a whole. So this is incredibly helpful. I, I I do love what bioidentical hormones can do for folks. I do think that it does give a change with the skin. Have you seen since using them that your skin does seem to have either at least halted the process of, of more wrinkles? Give us, give us a scoop. What have you seen?
1: I do. Um, I, I do think it's helped. Um, it's helped with my overall energy, to be honest, you know, and um, it's helped with my sleep. And I think because I wasn't sleeping before, um, that was really having a, you know, playing a cost (laughs) on my face, looked a little bit more haggard. So definitely that's helped with the sleep. Um, And uh, yeah, for me, it's been all positive. You know, a lot of people... Or whatever against it but for me it's been positive my hair's changed thankfully you know at one point i didn't think i was going to have a single hair on my head you know because it just fell out so bad um and and it's halted that too so it, for me it's been it's been a positive and um i feel better about myself you know um which is a big thing so now i feel i feel i feel me again i i feel confident again and i feel good in my skin which is what i think It's what I hope for everyone is to feel good in your skin, to feel good about yourself, whether you wear makeup or not. It's a natural process we're going through. And what does it really matter if we're sweating and we're at the office and whatever, you know, everyone goes through it. And so maybe we shouldn't be self-conscious about menopause, you know, it's just roll with it, you know, what? and if some people don't like it, that's their fault, you know. (laughs)
0: oh my god i love it i love it yes i mean it's it's life you know let's try not to hide it let's you know be more open about it and yeah roll with the punches and and do what we can to help counter things you know as as needed gosh thank you so much for sharing your story but also giving us all of these tips let's talk about finley and green and and how folks can find you and all the things tell us instagram give us a scoop
1: yeah, well we've been we've launched a month ago, so we're still like a little baby right now. Um so yeah, you can find us on our website, FinleyandGreen.com. We're also on Instagram and Facebook. Again, Finley and Green is the is the tag. But yeah, no, go and check us out. Um and um feel free to reach out to me too. You know, if you if you go to the website, you want to contact me, just fill out the page there. You get to me, and uh, I'll answer any of your questions too. Again on social media if you want to message me ask me anything. Yeah, feel free.
0: <laughs> love it. Love it. I think that's, you know, that's huge. A lot of us are looking for some personalized, you know, attention versus just some random person answering a phone. So great to know that we can reach you and get some really good insider tips and and help there. So thank you so much, Helen, for coming on. Great conversation. Looking forward to seeing good things come out of Finley and Green going forward. Thank you. Thank you. It's been fun. I've had a lot of fun. Thanks for um, having me on. My pleasure. Hey, fellow health junkie. Thanks for listening to the Health Fix podcast. If you enjoyed tuning in, please help support me to get the word out about the podcast. Subscribe, rate and review and just get that word out. Thanks again for listening.